the podcast you are about to hear contains tales of murder, mayhem, news, and nonsense. Welcome back, everybody. Tidings and Transgressions, episode number 13th. January 15th? January 13th? No. Ooh, got ahead of myself. Episode 13, (laughs) January 15th. Correct, because... Friday was Friday the 13th. Just in time for our 13th episode. It's a coinky dink. Or is it fate? Awesome. Could be either. Um, well, like I said, welcome back. This is James, as always. Once again, beyond everybody's possible understanding. <laughs> still joined by my beautiful wife, Kate. I am here. What's up, babe? How are we doing today? Um, I'm doing pretty pretty good pretty good it's been a fun weekend we had a competition for addy so that that's always an exciting little little cheer competition little cheer competition good stuff um and today was a chill day i think we had all the intentions before we got out of bed to be like today to stuff, but is stuff the did day not, stuff was, definitely did not get done yeah there was gonna be workouts there was gonna be some projects that were gonna be completed um and instead um there was some video game action there was some sewing and there was some vegging on the couch and i couldn't have been happier yeah i'm not mad about it no i am not mad at all no so what, what we got for the people listening tonight we got something good for them uh, we do. We have... Uh, I like how I say we. I have no idea what she's about to talk about. Well, that's the fun of it. Because part of the fun is like your reaction to it, right? If you knew, I know you would you would Google ahead and, and do your research. I would actually bing ahead. He would bing ahead. My apologies. He would bing ahead <laughs> and, and, and spoil it. Just like, just like, uh, like dinner. What? You 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 always you know research the menu before we go, and I do I'm just not. I go in flying by the seat of my pants. Yeah, out of the two of us, I'm the planner. Guilty. No, that's lies. not true. That's not true at all. But you do you like sit to, on a throne of lies. You sit on a throne of lies. What is it? Your breath smells like ham and cheese. <laughs> um, no, but you do you you. You had you had insight into the menu for last night's uh, dinner excursion. I mean, you're saying research. I mean, I looked at it. No, I like to go in blind. All right. I mean, you know, we each prepare for things we feel like we need to prepare for. Well, you prepare new for, you, restaurants. You, you prepare for the podcast, but I could just talk. Yeah, no, I can't just talk. That's I prepare for the for restaurant because if I get shitty food. Like, You're going to be mad. I'm a fat kid. I don't want to accidentally <laughs> order the wrong stuff. You know what's funny is that like if I take a bite of something that I don't like, I'm instantly not hungry anymore. Oh, yeah. See, I'll just suffer through it and be like, well, well I did. We I did power through that cocktail last night. And I'm not going to lie. That thing was a little bit nasty. It was, uh, it was supposed to be a tropical beverage because I was, you know, in the middle of January. What do you need? You need a tropical beverage. You know, not hate the cold. Um, I mean, if that thing was a tropical beverage, I don't ever want to go on vacation there. No. It was like the fire festival of tropical (laughs) beverages. (laughs) It was. It was. Um, But yeah. Anyway, I don't know how we got talking about that. But yeah, I I have some loveliness prepared for today. I'm very excited about this. 
because it's a it's a Houston crime. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's actually a pretty famous Houston crime. All right, I'm not sure. She always pauses <laughs> like was, I'm going to say I something. I wasn't sure if you were going to try and guess it. No, I'm not going to guess it. You here. wouldn't be able to guess this one. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Okay, you maybe. don't know that. Do you, do you want to guess before I say it? No, I'll just tell you. When you tell me what it is, I'll tell you if that's what I thought it was. Okay, ready? Ready? <laughs> it's the murders of Mary Morris. No, nope, didn't know about it. Do you notice how I put a plural? I caught that. That okay. was very subtle, but I picked up on that. <laughs> so I'm a snake. <laughs> so I'm a slithery snake. I'm a snake. <laughs> okay, so we're going to hop right in. We're doing this. Yeah, I mean, this is a podcast about crime. You've got the crime. Let's let's do it then. I almost tried to rhyme it with now's the time, but I felt like that might have been bad. Yeah, that would have been weird. Yeah. But we're going to go with it. <laughs> now's the time to talk about crime. I like Ew, it. I hate myself for saying that. <laughs> I hate myself right now. Anyways. Okay, so here we go. Sigh. Mary Lou Morris gets ready for her job at the bank in Baytown, Texas. Okay, so not really Houston, but Houston adjacent. Correct. Now keep that in mind, right? Okay, so she is getting ready for work. Um, She, you know, gets all of her stuff ready. Her husband walks her out to the car, gives her a kiss goodbye. She gets in the car. He watches her drive away. And then she takes a left at the end of the road. And he knows that when she takes a left, that means she's going to the gas station before she goes to work. Okay. Okay. So like a very solid routine. Yeah. Like very, very, very leave it to beaver morning. Very solid routine. So uh, he walks back inside knowing that she is going to be getting her gas and then heading off to work. Right. So later that day, he gets a call um, from, you know, he answers it to a woman on the phone and she says, you know, hi, is Mary there? Um, he doesn't ask who it is. He doesn't really, you know, she's not just, interested. Just, just says, just says, uh, yes, yeah, she's not here right now. Uh, she's at work. And the lady just goes, oh, okay. And hangs up. And so he's like, you know, just continues on with his day and whatnot and and off he goes right Mm -hmm. so um later on the uh police show up at his house and report to him that they have found her car um it is you know completely on fire um and mary who i mean she so badly burnt inside of this car um they can't really identify her until they're able to get dental records to confirm that it is her um and that she is deceased wow yeah okay yeah so just they just found the burning car yep found the burning car side of the road were able to identify that it was her vehicle you know go she had you know had not come home from work and Jay had called work. Jay is the husband. I apologize. Uh, he called the work, um, and they were like, "Yeah, no, she um, never showed up." And it turns out that that person who had called in the middle of the day was actually her boss, calling to figure out why she had never showed up for work, but didn't identify herself to the husband. Um, and even when the husband reported, "Hey, uh, yeah, no, she's not here. She's at work," um, the boss didn't 
say, no, no, she's not. Uh, that's why I'm calling you. Oh. So all around a little weird, right? So took the left to the gas station, ended up burnt up in a car. Correct. Okay. So uh, they, you know, go ahead uh, with the funeral and all the stuff. The detectives are, you know, trying to investigate, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, weird call comes in, you know, a day or so after the murder to the Houston Chronicle. And well, did they decide it was murder? Yes, there is definitely a very obvious that there is foul play okay. running amok in this situation. Some, I just must have missed it, but okay. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I, I should have made that a little bit clearer. Yes, definitely foul play. Know that she had been murdered um, and they're investigating it. So uh, the one thing that they were able to kind of note that was really weird was that her wedding ring was missing. She did not have her wedding ring on. Right? Okay. So just kind of weird because obviously she wears this every day. So anyway... Call comes into the Houston Chronicle um, shortly after the murders, and all the caller says is, they got the wrong Mary. What? Correct. So, we'll fast forward a couple more days, and uh, Mary Mary Lou Morris's daughter calls the morgue and says, hey, you know, I'd like to get my... Um, mother's personal effects back and they're like okay well who's your mom and then she says oh it's, it's mary morris um and they're like oh okay um well once um the autopsy is completed um and they release the body then we can get you her personal effects back and the daughter is extremely confused by this um because they had buried her mom a couple days prior okay i'm sorry rewind that okay Daughter calls the morgue. To get personal effects and they're like... They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as the autopsy's done and we're able to release the body, that's when we'll be able to release the personal effects. And the daughter is like, uh, excuse you. What you talking about, Willis? We just buried her? Correct. Well, it turns out that the daughter was calling for the uh, personal effects of Mary Lou Morris. And the person at the morgue was talking about Mary McGinnis Morris, who had so, just been murdered in her car. Two dead Mary Mortis, Mary Morrises? <laughs> Correct. Okay. Within 72 hours of each other. Both this feels found- like the Terminator. Like, are you Sada Connor? Okay, Boom. so I need you to explain that reference to me because I listened to a bunch of things and I was like, they kept talking about like, is this a Terminator style killing? And I was like, I don't understand what's happening right now. Okay, so the whole premise of the first Terminator movie... Okay. Is they send the machine back in time yeah. to find and kill Sarah Connor, who is the mother of John Connor, who leads the resistance against the machines. But because they can only send back like limited stuff, mm-hmm. he just has the name, Sarah Connor. Oh, so he just and starts so he just, killing he everybody? He knows like, roughly like, what part of the... Like, they're out in California, I think. And so he's just got the phone book and he's just going through got killing Sarah Connors. It. Got Connors it. Is? Connors? Connors? Multiple Sarah. Yeah, killing Connors. all the Sarahs. <laughs> killing all the Sarahs. Okay. Yeah, just trying to find the right one. Okay. Well, yeah, that was referenced multiple times. Like, were they just trying to kill the Mary Morrises? We just know a Mary Morris needs to die, so better safe than sorry. Yeah. Get them all. Yeah. So, 
I'll be back. <laughs> Mary McGinnis Morris. So, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention Mary Lou Morris is 48 years old. Mary McGinnis Morris is 39 years old. Both of them have dark curly hair, but like that's really it. Like that okay. would make them look similar. Okay. But she was found killed in her car. The car was not on fire, but she had been killed with her own gun that she kept in the car. Okay. Okay. So they get to work trying to understand what's the story with Mary Morris and is there any sort of connection between these two deaths that are eerily similar, right? Yeah, I mean, Mary Morris getting killed in her car twice. Yes, yes. So, Mary Morris was also missing a ring that she had been known to wear all the time. Oh, the plot thickens. Correct. So, on the day of her Murray, Murray, <laughs> on the day of her murder, Mary McGinnis Morris um, had gone into the office on the weekend to give her friend Lori Gemmel a um flu shot and so it will and sometimes it's reported as an allergy shot sometimes it's a flu shot i'm gonna say flu shot because i saw that more often but regardless she was giving her a shot she was a nurse practitioner so this was like a fairly acceptable thing okay to do okay well um she you know they lori left went on her way mary was like i have a couple errands to run and then i'm gonna wrap up some stuff here whatever well while she's running her errands she ends up um, talking to Lori again and is like, this guy is really creeping me out. So amongst her errands, she had, you know, a guy that was kind of making her uncomfortable. She mentions it to the friend, whatever. She still goes back to the office to, to turn off her computer or is, is making her way back to the office to turn off the computer. So Lori reports to the police after Mary is found dead that she thinks that it is this coworker that they used to share. So Lori, Mary, and this guy, Dwayne, used to all work at the same practice, right? Um, Lori had left the company. Dwayne had also left the company. And there's conflicting reports on whether or not Dwayne left voluntarily. Some say that he had given his two weeks notice and then was asked immediately to leave. Some say, no, he you know, finished his two weeks notice and then left. And some people say, no, this guy straight up got fired. So there was conflict between Mary and Dwayne. Dwayne indicates that he had reported Mary for falsifying medical records. Now, this is not necessarily been confirmed. However, the fact that Mary was giving Lori, a former employee of the company, a shot in the office without really the proper documentation is kind of indicative that maybe she did some things low-key, like not with any sort of malicious intent, but like definitely wasn't a stickler for the rules, okay? So there was also a report that Dwayne and Mary, they did share like a shared 
location of an office and Mary one time returned to her desk and all of her photographs were face down and there was a note on her little day planner or whatever that said death to her. Okay. Okay. So, so hold on, hold on, because this is very confusing for me. Okay. So Mary Morris won. Yes. Mary Lou. Yes. Just, just. I'm going to say Mary Lou. Okay, that's fine. You want to say Mary Lou and Mary McGinnis? Would that yeah, be easier? Right. Okay. okay, Mary so, Lou. So Mary Lou left her house, yep. took a left, get gas, blah, blah, blah. Yep. They say, oh, we found her dead in a car, burnt up to shit. Yep. Have the funeral. Everything goes through. And daughter, they're still investigating. Yeah. Daughter calls about personal effects. They're like, oh, we haven't finished the autopsy yet. And they're like, oh, gasp. And yeah. like, what are you talking about? <gasps> and then it turns out it's a different Mary Morris. Correct. So now Mary McGinnis. Correct. Is like a shady nurse. Well. Quasi shady nurse. Maybe there is allegations that she may have been a shady nurse. Okay. And okay. she's got problems with Dwayne. And she's got problems with Dwayne, her coworker. Who Correct. may or may not have been fired, resigned, given a notice we don't know. Yes. Okay. So I'm just. so. I'm sorry. It's just. There's a lot happening. It's, it's, it's hard lot. to follow with all the Marys. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. Just, that's just my quick like. Summary. In case anybody at home was also feeling like James going, what? <laughs> yeah. So you've got two Marys, both hey, murdered no, hey, in got, similar. I, I got us caught up, babe. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Like... Right now, I'm running down for you the suspects, basically, in Mary okay. McGinnis's murder. Okay. So Lori, the friend, is saying, I think Dwayne did it. He's the one. He reported Kathy, or he reported Kathy. Where did that come from? There is no one in this story named Kathy. <laughs> She's just messing with me now. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so Lori is saying that, you know, Dwayne had it out for Mary. Mary didn't like Dwayne. He made her uncomfortable. There was an incident, quote unquote, at the office after Dwayne had left where he was apparently like pounding on the windows and yelling for Mary to come outside. Um, Dwayne denies. Come face me, Mary. Yeah. Challenge her to a duel. <laughs> come hither, drawn three. Yeah. <laughs> no. Where's your second? Yeah. Get your saber. <laughs> um, no, they, uh, Dwayne actually has been very vocal on like message boards and stuff about this. And he's like, that's not actually what happened. He was like, I needed to finalize my time card for you don't come banging on the windows the last, like, and that's what well card. and that's what he was saying is like he's like I didn't bang on the windows he was like I he was like I was outside I didn't have the key card to get in so I was just knocking on the our, our, our formerly shared office window like it and she came out she signed it like it wasn't a thing like there was no and People he like denied yeah, he denies to this day that they had any sort of issue. Mary was actually up for a promotion and asked to, to lead this new office. And she asked Dwayne to come with him, again, according to Dwayne. So who really knows? Okay. But there was definitely a so beef Dwayne's there. Dwayne's on the suspect list. Yeah, and Lori, the friend, is like, oh, it's Dwayne. Hands down, it's Dwayne. Lori sounds like she just wants attention. Yeah, Lori. Well, Dwayne also like fight, fights with Lori like on the message boards. Like they like get after each other. Very interesting stuff. Okay. So the husband reports as well that, you know, he knew that she had some sort of an issue with a coworker, that she hadn't been feeling super comfortable and had asked that he teach her how to use a gun 
and that he put a gun underneath the seat, the front seat of her car. Okay. Okay. This is the, then ends up being the gun that she is killed with. Oh, that backfired. Yeah. So, um, there was a 911 call that happened at the time of the murder from Mary's phone. So oh. she was able to basically get a call out. They have never released the tape of this um, with detectives saying that it is too chilling for public consumption and they are never going to release that tape. So I don't know what the heck happens on that tape, but it leaves me uncomfortable because there's been enough tapes that I've listened to in a lot of my research that I I, I felt chilled by. So I can't imagine what, what is on this other one. So... Anyway, the other thing that was a little bit shady with the husband is actually he had recently accused Mary and a friend of the family of having an affair. Both Ooh, of them. Suspect number two. Yes. Both of them, he reports, looked him in the eye and said there was nothing going on and he saw no deceit in their eyes. Why I had to say it dramatically like that, I don't know. I just really felt it. I feel like that's probably how he said it, though. Right? I feel like that was a spot-on like reenactment. Accent. Yeah, for sure. They looked me right in my eyes. I could tell there was no deceit there. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Okay, sir. Okay. So, um, the other thing that was a little weird is that when cops brought him in, he came in with a lawyer. Now, he swears up and down that he was just following the advice of some of his friends who were like, whoa, your wife was murdered. You are absolutely going to be a suspect. Get a lawyer. I mean, they're not wrong. Right? right? I, yeah. And that's the thing is like, if you're ever questioned by the police, get a lawyer. Like, I don't care if you did it, you didn't do it. Like, get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. Like, you are not qualified to be your own lawyer. You are not qualified and I've seen enough stuff happen with like cops like do better, like <laughs> get a lawyer, but it still makes him look guilty, right? I you know yeah, not, like I those, will yeah, play both sides. That's a tough situation, right? Because yeah. like, well, then why do you have a lawyer if you have nothing to hide? And it's like, well, because the Constitution. And yeah, yeah, that's why. For sure, and this is going to be step two of these are these are my two tips: always get a lawyer, and number two. Always deny the polygraph, okay? And I will I will then immediately reverse course on this and be like, you look shady when you don't do the polygraph. However, don't ever do the polygraph. Don't ever do the polygraph because it's not admissible in court, so it's never going to help you. It's only ever going to hurt you. If they don't use it to clear... What's that? They're not reliable. They're not reliable at all. And like, they're never going to be able to clear you with a polygraph, really. And they're only going to ever use it to further their investigation into you. So like, just don't like, bring a lawyer and say no to the polygraph. However, this guy brought a lawyer and he said no to the polygraph and he looks shady AF. Well, right. That's the tricky part because you're just using your constitutional rights and like, and like, I'm not saying don't answer their questions. I mean, what, that's your choice, right? Like talk no. to your lawyer, but like. If you're innocent, you just want the lawyer there to make sure that you're not getting taken advantage of. Yeah, for sure. 
It's just like a like a safety measure. For sure. Like and like yeah, obviously like you know, you're you're the husband, you want to make sure that like you're finding your wife's killer and stuff, but you also want to make sure that they're not just pursuing you because you're the husband when you know that there's somebody else out there that actually did this. So, definitely double-edged sword there. However, he refuses the polygraph on the grounds that he's actually taking some medication that he feels will distort the results. He also refuses to let them do a polygraph with the daughter. So interesting there. Okay. The other thing super weird about the situation with the husband is that there is a call in the phone logs that is goes from the husband to Mary's phone and it connects for four minutes, but it's after her time of death. So who's, now, who's answering the dead lady's phone, right? Correct. Detective now, James. <laughs> so the police ask him about this and he's like, no, 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 no. It's got to be a weird glitch in the system. It didn't answer. I was worried about her. I couldn't get a hold of her. And so I called, but it rang. You let the phone ring for four minutes? Bro, I let the phone ring for 10 seconds and I'm uncomfortable. Four minutes? Yeah, that's Super weird. So they think, now we get to the conspiracy. The widely under... Oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to take one more step back. There was also a $700,000 life insurance policy on Mary McGinnis. That was supposed to go to the husband if she died. Okay. Okay. So now we've got motive. Correct. Uh, I'm getting good at this. You are getting so good at this. Okay. So let's like take a couple steps back here. Rewind. (laughs) Now, that four minute call is one of the things that people who widely kind of accept as the common answer between these two murders is that he, the husband, was calling the hitman that he had hired to kill his wife to make sure that it was done. Interesting. Yeah. So they, the conspiracy then goes further and says that the hitman had gotten it wrong and he killed Mary Mary Lou Morris first. Then when he brought her wedding ring, which apparently is some like mafia hitman style identification. Yeah, the job is done. Here's the ring. Apparently that's a thing. I didn't know, but we'll take it face value. When he brings the ring, the husband is like, bro, that's not the ring. And then they realize, oh my God, he killed the wrong Mary Morris. So then he goes and actually kills Mary McGinnis Morris, takes the ring, brings it back to the husband because the ring that had been reportedly missing from Mary and it was widely known that she wore that every day was then worn by the daughter shortly after the murders. When questioned, well, how do you have this ring? Yeah. 
the husband said, oh, she must have forgotten it that day. I, I found it in her jewelry box. So I gave it to my daughter because I figured she would want it. Ooh, that seems really suspicious. Yeah. The daughter also reports that the life insurance wasn't nearly as much as the 700000 but that's what was on file. I don't know. And she says that she was actually the beneficiary of the life insurance policy, not her dad. Hmm. So a little bit funky there, right? Now, there is this commonly accepted story that there was a hitman and he fucked it up, right? There's these two stories, two stories, two murders, Mary Lou, Mary McGinnis, both killed in Houston. And I say Houston with like my air quotes. You can't see my air quotes. (laughs) Yeah, in Houston area. However, one was in Baytown and one was in Sugarland, which for people not from Houston, James, how far away is Baytown from Sugarland? Like over an hour, two yeah. hours. Maybe? Yeah, depending on traffic, you could have, I mean, you could be sitting for two hours to get from one location to the other. Houston is huge, just absolutely huge. So the fact that like two people with the same name were killed in this area sounds like amateur hour for the hitman yeah i mean if this is the if this is what happened and he killed the wrong lady and then you know had to kill a second lady (laughs) to complete his contract he is the worst hitman ever or he might be the best because he got two people and didn't get caught did he get caught no these are unsolved both murders that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Completely wild. When did this happen? Um, 2000s. Hold on. Let me get the exact date. But it's it's not like... Super old. Yeah, exactly. Hold on one second and I can get dates for you. Do, 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 do. To the Bing machine. Uh, just, 2000. So um, Mary Lou was killed on October 12, 2000 and... Um, Mary McGinnis was killed on October 16, 2000. Okay. Okay. So there is like podcast after podcast, after documentary, after article, and all of them tout this hitman gone wrong thing. Like it's just kind of the commonly accepted answer i listened to one reporting that kind of went through it was it was pretty fabulous well i'll put uh, the link um in the show notes so that you guys can listen to it's a three-part series um and they go through and the first part is like basically how everybody tells a story that this was a hit gone wrong that you know they had the call to the houston chronicle and and whatnot um, that said, oh, they got, yeah, they the, got wrong the wrong Mary. Mary. It's like a weird thing to call the newspaper with. Right. However, there is no documentation that that call ever happened. Our good friend Lori is the one that had said, oh, yeah, I heard that, that the call happened, but heard I don't it from know. Who? 
she can't remember who she heard it from and the houston chronicle has no documentation of the call happening or any sort of tip line thing a call coming in about the the mary morris murders but it's just this every every single thing that i read or listened to talked about how that call happened and and there's no record of it okay that's strange yeah also, the police involved in the case came out and were like, there is no linkage between these cases. Yes, they both died in eerily similar ways and their names were very similar and they were from the same area. It was but the there is no other <laughs> it was a term, right? But that's that's the thing, right? So if you're if you're gonna hire a hitman to kill someone, you're gonna give them a picture an address, an idea of their routine. Well, yeah, you would think as a hitman, like, like you would like scope them out first. Some sort of... Like their place of work, their residence. Yeah. I mean, some basic shit to know who they were. Yeah, right? Okay, hitman theory, throwing it in the garbage. I don't buy it anymore. Okay, now... I changed real fast. Take a quick pause. Are you going to spin me back the other direction? I just want you to consider something. That's fucked up to do to me. I'm okay. not. No, because like I also think that the hitman story is kind of weird like it doesn't make sense to me from the way that everybody tells it well just because like the names are correlated and the murders are correlated doesn't mean that it's the same thing exactly however what if instead of being the worst hitman ever he maybe is actually the best hitman ever and mary lou morris who everybody was like, oh, she's this nice lady. I don't know why anybody would kill her. And there was that. Target? She was the actual target. And Mary McGinnis Morris, who had this well-known issue with the coworker, a husband who thought she was having an affair with, who was doing all sorts of shady things, became a convenient scapegoat to, you know. She was the red herring? Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Right? So they kind of threw that out there as like a general like what if kind of thing when I was listening to a bunch of different stuff on on these stories. But it just is weird to me. Like either there is no hitman. There's either no hitman or Mary Lou was actually the target and Mary McGinnis was killed as a red herring. Interesting. Right? Uh, you know, now I'm kind of over here churning it around in my mind. Like, I mean, mull it over, <laughs> chew on that for a minute, let, <laughs> it, let it cook, let it come to temperature. Yeah. Um, it seems like a lot of work to go and kill somebody else. Yeah. Just to hide the Baytown one. Yeah. And it's... like, like the gun under her seat being the murder weapon. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't just know that if she was just a random Mary Morris. Yeah. So, like, that to me makes me wonder. Yeah. I mean, unless this guy's, like, like super, super good. Like, staked them both out and was like, okay, here's, here's how gonna I'm going to do it. And if that's the case, like, if you're listening, man, we, we want no smoke from you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's... But, I mean, like, because, like, that guy's out there playing... 4D chess. He's playing that Star Wars chess, and these cops are out there playing checkers. Yeah, yeah. Why? That that guy just hit him with the okey doke. It was like, oh, 
you thought this, but you thought that. I know that you know that I know that you know Wild. that Mary Morris is dead. Wild. Yeah, I mm. honestly, I mean, they threw that out there and I was like, what? And my brain like imploded a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But when I, I kind of objectively think about it, I do think the Mary Lou and Mary McGinnis Morrises are completely unrelated. I think that Mary Lou, I'm not, I'm honestly, I don't, I don't have enough information there to really understand like, and, and it is kind of sad because when they talk about these murders, Mary Lou does get kind of like glossed over because there's so much shadiness with the Mary McGinnis mor- murders that it's just kind of like, oh yeah, Mary Lou, you were a great you lady. You also and, murdered. Yeah. I, both of them, again, both of them are unsolved. So please, if you have any information, reach out to your local law enforcement. However, I do think Mary McGinnis Morris, I definitely think the husband was involved there. I mean, I know what I said about the polygraph and the getting a lawyer, but even without that, like your answer on the call that the cell phone company is reporting saying that it did actually connect was that you let it ring for four minutes. That like, seems a little funky. Uh, that doesn't really seem normal to me and then all of a sudden the ring that she wore all the time she just happened not to be wearing the day she got murdered i do think yeah, there's definitely something funky going on there yeah i i but honestly I don't know that it means that the two of them are connected i don't think that they're connected i do think that he hired somebody to kill the wife though and i think that he wanted it to look like a suicide and that's why he used the gun under the seat but then when she got the call into 911 it kind of you know threw everything off track but i do think that he was talking to whoever killed her in that four minute phone call so i mean i guess and poor Dwayne just gets thrown under the bus <laughs> see these are tough right because like imagine just it just so happens that she didn't wear her ring that day. Like, I mean, there are days where you forget to wear your ring. Yeah, but I also swap my ring. There's not a but ring that I about, wear. But I know, but like, I mean, it happens. I yeah. That's my point, right? Yeah. And now this guy like gives it to his daughter because her mom died and everyone's like, you're a murderer. You are a murderer. Yeah, I do. I do think... I mean that the daughter says to this day that she she doesn't th- that they were at the movies together. There's no way that he was involved. Da, 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 da. Which like no, I don't think that he's the one that killed her. I do think that maybe he hired somebody. Well, I mean, wouldn't you have to pay? Some, I mean, wouldn't they see like some sort of financial records? I imagine hiring a murderer isn't cheap. Yeah, that's true. There were there they did investigate financial records. They couldn't find any sort of financial trace. But like, I mean, there's also the, ways the, to hide that. Well, yeah, but now you're like, the guy has to. I don't know what is happening in our house right now. (laughs) Um, But like, that's that's like an impossible thing to prove, right? It's an impossible thing to to prove prove that you didn't do something. Yeah, you can't prove that you didn't pay somebody. You know what I mean? Like, but if you can't prove that he did, I would think that. Yeah, that's true. The de facto belief would be that he didn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess. I'm just like, it just seems weird, right? It had to be somebody she knew or she pulled the gun on somebody and like they took it from her. Yeah. I do think it is kind of weird. 
the gun under the seat thing is just she had to have got it from there, I would imagine, right? Because like someone didn't go into her car, open the door, hold her down, reach under the seat, get a gun. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's possible, but it seems unlikely. Right. Well, because and but but think about this, right? Like you know, okay, so the the husband teaches her how to use a gun, but she's still not quite comfortable enough to put it under the seat herself because she does ask him to put it underneath the seat for her. And then she's out running errands. Under the seat, you shouldn't you be shouldn't having have a gun. Correct. Correct. I mean, not really the point, but just saying also as just a general statement of fact but then you know she tells Lori, this guy's really creeping me out while she's running her errands i could you know very easily see it being that like he follows her she tries to pull the gun on him he wrestles it away from her because she's not comfortable with it and he kills her yeah just in the the husband didn't do it kind of column <laughs> I, it just feels, I feel, I would feel awful if the guy didn't actually do it. And everybody was saying and that he did saying it. saying he killed his wife. Yeah. And then like telling like their daughter, oh yeah, your dad killed your mom. Like that's tough. Yeah. Taking a hot take on this one, usually a pile on the murderer, but. <laughs> you're, so you're in, the, you're in the, you're in the, the husband didn't do it camp? I don't think there's anything that was said that makes me feel like, oh, that's definitely what happened. Right? Like, you, you start to believe it when you're like, well, there could have been a hitman, right? And people start filling in these gaps. Yeah. But there's no proof on any of that stuff. What do you think about the four-minute phone call? What do you think? Do you he think was, that it was really ringing for four minutes? It could have been if he was trying to get a hold of her and she wasn't answering. And he just let it ring for four minutes? I mean, like, there are times where you're like, I can't find my phone. And I just let it ring for four minutes. <laughs> Not since I got my Apple Watch. You know, I just used the find my phone. <laughs> I did it today. That's not fair. Addie lost my phone. That I'm, was I'm not just, me. I'm just, I'm just saying, right? Like, <laughs> and I was in the car. I didn't even know that you guys were still looking for it. I had given it up for lost. Historically good about answering your phone, so sometimes I just let it keep. That is correct. I am. I am actually a dumpster fire. I mean, I'm never ever going to do that again, though. Because so <laughs> everybody's going to be like, you. Yeah. Well, I mean, like. Ring, ring, ring. Click. I'm not, not I murdered. will send a text. <laughs> hey, just tried calling you. Only let it ring three times because I'm not a murderer. Let me call back when you can. Hilarious. Yeah. But that's, I mean, like, that's the other thing. Like, why didn't it just well, how, go to voicemail? Like, how does it ring for four minutes? I don't know. Yeah, maybe don't, phones in 2000 didn't have voicemail. I feel like they had voicemail. But, right? Um, well, I guess texting wasn't really a thing. No. So no, like, because then you would you were still on like that. What T9. was it? T nine. Click 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 and click click. How, how old were they? Forty. She was thirty nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That dude's not texting. No, he's 2000. not texting. He's probably still not texting. No. He probably does the voice. To, Hello, dear. On then make let's Siri type it and hit send. Um, <laughs> Have you seen that video of the sweet little grandma who's trying to use the text to talk, and then it starts getting away from her, and she's like, "Wait." Is someone responding to me? Is that me? Is this still me? How do I make it stop? Oh no! <laughs> it's just like just typing, typing everything it. she's saying. It's so sweet. I have not seen that. But I mean like... Thinking about it from 2000, like... If you're trying to get a hold of somebody and it didn't go to voicemail... Mm -hmm. Would you just let it keep ringing? No, I would hang up. I'm telling you. But like, okay, let me... 10 okay, seconds. So, so, uncomfortable. So you would have been 2000. But what would your mom have done? Would she just let that thing keep ringing? 
Probably. That's a good question. I might have to ask her that. But like, think about it, right? Because like somebody that was 40 at You know, that's actually a stupidly good point because I really think she would have. In today's context where that makes no sense, but 23 years ago. Because my mom, she probably would have just been like, just like out of sheer. Just letting it keep ringing like, just answer the damn phone already. Yeah. (gasps) James, I think he cracked it wide open. Right? So I mean, just like trying to put myself back into the year 2000. Wild as much times. as possible. Like I, I just, I could totally see the phone just someone just letting it ring. Yeah. And being well, because like, come on, come on, come on, pick up the fucking phone already. Yeah, I mean, because cell phones really weren't that common at that time, right? Because I'm trying to think. I was no. in high school. People said and like, like that's car, like hardwired car phones. Yeah. Oh my god, we had one of those ones that was like in the box that went in the middle. Of the like, yeah, yeah. Um, and it got stolen from our car at the at the mall. Oh shit! You got got. Yeah, it was wild. That sucks. Yeah, and but then you, I but... also remember the dogs trying to get like when we had to transport them somewhere, and they would like try to like climb into the front, and they'd be like pushing down like the buttons on the phone, and my mom was all freaking out, being like, "No, it's like forty dollars every time you dial. Get off right. the and phone." You still had to pay long distance charges. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So yeah, so I'm just thinking like back then, it, yeah. seems, it seems more plausible to me when I put myself in that headspace, I guess. Okay. Okay. I see where you're coming from. I think, well, either way, both cases are unsolved. They were never able, they didn't have enough evidence to charge so they or even try. evidence on the burned car? It was just like, no. well, uh, there is li- li- I mean, death in her car. End yeah. End story. Yeah, there's there's like nothing, and that and that's one of the things that's so sad about it is that Mary Lou's murder is always tied to tied to Mary McGinnis's murder when they're talked about, and Mary McGinnis's murder is always the one that has all the detail on it, and the cops have come out and said there is no tie between these two, but they're both unsolved. Yeah, I think just the name thing draws people to make a. Well, everybody wants it to be like sensational, right? Like a hitman mm-hmm. that jacked it all up. <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds know? way better than like the random coincidence of well, they were both named Mary Morris and both yeah. happened to die in their car. Yeah, nothing to see here, folks. Move nothing along. to see here. So that is well, the gonna, transgression. Gonna, I got you on this one, right? Segwaying into cars. Okay. Uh, what you got for me? Recently, President Biden. They were now investigating because he had. Classified documents at, oh, his, at his residence from when he was the vice president. Oh my God! Yeah, the comments. And, and he said, "He said no, they're in my cor- They were in my Corvette in the garage. The garage is locked. They were secured." <laughs> Bro, like, dude, come on, man. Bro, I just you know, I, politics make me laugh on both sides, right? Because like they busted into Mar-a-Lago with the FBI for for Trump. And then, but this, this, guy, then this guy goes and does the same thing. It's locked up in my Corvette. Well, I don't, I don't Are even, you kidding me? I don't even care where he had it, right? It's just like, you guys all do the same shit. Yeah. And yet you point your fingers at the other ones. Well, they're doing this. Yeah. Your guy did the same fucking thing. People. Yeah. It's that Spider-Man meme where they're like pointing at each other. Basically. That, yeah. That's, that's, that's American politics. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, that was wild. I saw the, that one come the, out. Well, like, they were what? in my Corvette in the garage, and the garage is locked. Like, I, I laughed. I had to laugh at that. Well, like, because that's the stupidest response ever. You, that can't be where you keep confidential or secret government documents. Right. 
And like, I don't know what the documents are. They're probably a whole bunch of shit that gets stamped with confidential. Yeah. It's not like, it's not going to be like, oh, this is where the aliens are. And this is who killed JFK, you know, <laughs> riding shotgun in Biden's Corvette. Yeah. But like, even still, right? Because like, you had to have known after all the shit the last president got in for it. Like, bro, if you have those, bring them into the office. Yeah. Uh, just don't real just quick. Don't just leave them out there. And and they keep finding them in other locations, right? Like that was the other thing yeah. that I saw that there's been. Oh, they were some were found here, some were found there. They're just kind of popping up all over the place. Uh, oh my god! Who's to say? Which yeah, so that just kind of made me laugh a little bit because mm-hmm. it's definitely that Spider Man meme. It's <laughs> are you Spider Man? Am I Spider Man? Like look at you looking at me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that that just kind of made me chuckle. That was wild. Um. And then other ridiculous news because I just sometimes, like for me, my favorite thing about news sometimes is like lately has been American politics because it's yeah. like so far from like reality. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to put in a ban on gas stoves. Okay. Explain this have to me because I it? saw, I saw something about it, but I did, didn't have time to like look into it. And I was like, that's gotta be a joke. I thought it was like a joke headline. Is that not? It was very real. Shut up. And, and also, I am. I hate cooking on an electric stove. Oh, it's the worst. It's absolutely the worst. Um, I'm trying to find this actual article. I'm sorry, I had it pulled up and I, and I lost it. Uh oh. But is this gonna be the one? Damn it, James. To the Bing machine. Gas stove bin. Uh-huh. I just can't understand like the justification for it, right? Because yeah. I. Wh- what is? What's the story behind it? So like, they're just like, yeah. Don't use gas in your house? Like, what is it? Um, Is it an environmental thing? So it was enacted in in an effort to reduce harmful greenhouse gases. Shut the fuck up. Are you serious? I swear. That's what it says. And then it was like, oh, they're actually now they're saying they're a hidden hazard, according to the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Oh, my God. (sighs) Products that can't be made safe can be banned. Like, you're not allowed to cook on fire? <laughs> That's like, what? What? It, it just seems like just such a ludicrous thing. I can't believe that somebody actually is pushing for, like, that. stupid. So, here's the other thing, right? Like, uh, let's see, a bunch of U.S. senators and representatives urged to take action on the harms of gas stoves, which they noted disproportionately affect minority and low-income communities. Okay. And like, I'm sorry, but I thought we had to pay extra for a gas stove. We did. Right? Like, and so it's just, but it's just like, what are you, like, that's what we're doing? That's what we're fighting? Cooking on gas stoves? Oh my God. Like, there's nothing else we need to take care of. Yeah. And now they're saying, oh, a recent study says that as many as one in eight childhood asthma cases can be attributed to the presence of a gas stove in the home. Fuck off. And again, this is one of those things, right? Where it's like. The two things were present, like Mary Morris, Mary Morris. Yeah. But they're not necessarily related. Yeah. Because. Correlation does not mean causation. one out of every eight kids that has asthma happens to have a gas stove in their house, that kid probably also drank water. Right. probably also wore Nike shoes. Yeah. Or like there's so much other random shit. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry, but like, I don't think a, a gas stove. Like again, there's got to be other things that we address that are larger than this before we get here. It just makes no sense to me. That's stupid. I will not give up my gas stove. 
They can fuck right off. Black market gas line. (laughs) (laughs) But like, but like, it just seemed like such a such an absurd headline when I saw it. I'm like, you've got to. Well, I mean, even think think when we had the freeze down here, like we were still able to cook on the stove. I mean, granted, like we probably started that stove in a way we shouldn't have. But hey, you know, like no, it's built to be started like that. That's what that's the best part of it. We can still cook. We were able to run. So what? They don't want us to have our gas fireplace either. We had the fireplace going and the stove going, and we were able to cook. If we had electric, we wouldn't have been able to keep the house warm. It would have been like below freezing in the house. Yeah. So, anyways, it just makes no. It's so crazy to me that like, and now they're coming. Now they're walking back. Like, well, there's no plan yet. We were just looking into it. Um, You're stupid. Somebody got a hold of this, and then made it a huge deal when it probably wasn't. Yeah. Because it's politics. Yeah. But it's still, it's just like, it seems so fucking stupid. Yeah, that just seems like, like these, a waste of like, time. I get when you want to ban, like, kids' toys because, like, oh, these dressers could fall and kill a child. Like, okay, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Get I, I mean, it. Also, totally I get it. You know, like, you got to be responsible for your own shit and just don't be a moron. But, like, some stuff, like, I get but gas stoves, no. You can't have my gas stove. I will literally fight you. Yeah, and they're like, well, these things emit pollutants. Oh, my God. Fuck off. <laughs> so somebody made it a big deal, and now they're out here being like, no, no, no. we didn't." Say Let me walk it back. Let me walk it somebody back. Somebody asked us to look into it, and I'm sure like oh my someone God. made a thing about it, and they're like, yeah, we'll look into it. And now, I mean, I could be wrong. I didn't do a ton of research into this, to be honest, but it's California. So like also, but can you imagine if you were like a high-end chef? Trying to cook on electric? Oh my god. Let's ask Gordon Ramsay what he thinks about it. Imagine watching Hell's Kitchen with electric stoves. They're like, (laughs) they turn the burner on and it's like commercial. Let me just wait for a They have to cut to a commercial and come back because it takes fucking forever to heat up. Yeah. And the thing's never where you want it to be. You can't adjust it quickly. No, no. And they'll just be like, we'll just need to microwave everything. And then they'll be like, well, microwaves cause cancer. And then they'll be like, you know what you're going to have to feed from? A government feeding tube. Like, (laughs) soil and green. Um... Yeah. Yeah, you can't have my gas stove. No, In conclusion, you can't have my gas stove. Hell no. And then, um, last thing, upcoming news this week. Okay. Speaking of the foolishness of American politics. Oh, again, this, God. My, my three three things for you is they're going to have to raise the debt ceiling on January 19th if they can't agree on something. Right? And I don't know when it started happening, but it happens every fucking time now. Yeah. Somebody decided this was a political football they could use to push the other side to giving what they want. And so it's now, if you're not the majority party, you just refuse until they make them raise the debt ceiling or they give in to what you want in the budget. And it's just like, they're, so, they're just all fucking children at this point. Like, which, can we get an adult in charge of the country? Yeah. Somewhere? Which I don't I, even care what you believe. Just be an adult. Be a reasonable, <laughs> quasi-intelligent, non-scumbag adult. Non-scumbag adult. Yeah. Good. But that's the problem, is that the non-scumbags don't have time to run the country because they're doing actual work to keep things going (laughs) and if if you're a good person why do you want to go roll around in the mud with the pigs yeah like you just stay out of it like let the pigs fight themselves yeah but i mean at some point just it just feels just like you know somebody needs to do something yeah and with that, I'm announcing my candidacy for the president. Oh, of the here we go. Uh, no. Not going to happen. Um, but you know what blows my mind, though, is like, can you imagine if like any household tried to run like we run the country? Like you just keep increasing your debt. 
You know what I mean? You just say it like, oh, well, we said we weren't going to go above this level. We'll just open a new credit card. That'll probably be okay. Like, oh, the credit cards are maxed? Let's see if we can't get a personal loan. Yeah. I, from then we'll China. Re, then, we'll like, re, then we'll refill the credit cards without paying the loan down. Yeah. It's just, it's so... It's absurd. It's so frightening to me. Like that, and, and then you have things like, but, you know, like, let's not focus on, you know, the national debt. Let's take away people's fucking stoves. Okay. Okay. Like, Seems like a, a good use of your time. Yeah. I don't understand how any of that works. Um, but that was my big news in, uh, in uh, last, last thing of news and then I'll let everybody go. Okay. Um, we missed the game yesterday at full disclosure, but like that, <laughs> that Jacksonville Jaguars game, they Wild. came back from 27, nothing. That win. must have been absolutely wild. electric. I'm sure. And so now, so cool. now my, now my, my new football outlook is like, you're going to have to beat Jacksonville if you want to get into the Super Bowl. Because yeah. something like that, it's like a high emotion thing. So we'll oh, see, we'll, well because, yeah, now they've got that momentum. Like, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, coming off of that win, whoo, you're going to have oh, yeah. to come in Every, with something heavy to take them down. was like at least two inches taller when they walked off the field. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I think that's, um, that's all the news I got. I just want to throw that. I wasn't going to talk about the football thing, but that game was crazy. So I had Yeah, no, I feel like that's definitely worth a mention. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so yeah, so that's it. Episode 13 in the books. Mary, Mary... Morrison Morrison. <laughs> Mary Lou Morris and Mary McGinnis Morris. Yeah, I was I was gonna give Justice you a, for the Marys. Right? Peter Paul and Mary. <laughs> um No, that wasn't it at all. That's not it at all. <laughs> but still unsolved murders, so just I don't know. I I think it's a good I was I like the story. Yeah. I like the it's underlying thought process afterwards like just because things look like they're related doesn't mean necessarily they are correct critical thinking's a skill yeah use um, your brain yep learn don't to, take my stove <laughs> learn to learn <laughs> don't cook on electric oh my god um if you prefer electric email us at tidings and transgressions at gmail.com and also your corvette in the garage is not a secure location that's all i got for you correct also Follow us on Instagram at Tidings and Transgressions. It was a long pause because I was trying to think of a way to tie it in, but I just couldn't. So just follow us on Instagram. I fully expected you to just tell them bye at that point. Oh, okay. TNT out. Bye.